Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, many thanks for joining us on the Journal of Biophilic Design today. We're really thrilled to be joined by Ben Dean, who's the Chief Operating Officer for Square Mile Farms. Um, they bring vertical farms to workplaces and they help companies create healthier environments and, and also be more sustainable. They're going to tell us how, or he's going to tell us how, how he does that, um, the company does that, and also a little bit more about urban farming. So Ben, many thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for speaking. It's a, yeah, a pleasure. Excellent. And what can you tell us um, what the idea is, please, about Square Mile Farms? You know, what exactly you do there? Yes. Um, God, where to begin? So I guess our founder came up with the concept, actually, because he'd worked in management consultancy for years. So it was based in the city. And he talks very clearly of this of this one particular day when he's high up in a in a tower. I think it was Heron Tower. And he looks over and sort of while appreciating the the architecture of the city, he just realized how gray it was um, and just thought, God, what a, what a shame that there's all that space that isn't being used, mainly on rooftops, but also you know, vacant walls um, and also how ungreen it was. And was just thinking, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could almost you know, change both of those aspects? And his, his wife uh, is a nutritionist. And so they were sort of playing with, with growing lots of things at home themselves. And, and that's really where it spawned from. Um, and he started playing around and as all good uh, startups do, he started with a, a container in his back garden. So he learned that he could grow, you know, hydroponically, you know, very, very well uh, in a small sort of environment. Um, and that's really where it started. And I guess now, uh, you know, everyone has, has joined the business for the purpose of, of trying to solve some of the, the real problems in our food network that we're experiencing currently, mm. um, mainly from you know, large-scale uh, agriculture, industrialization, globalization, and the, the expectation really from society that food will be, you know, there all year round whenever we want it incredibly quickly, which is, you know, fantastic service, but also has some, some really negative consequences uh, in terms of environmental sustainability, in terms of health and wellness. And so really, Square Mile Farms exists now to try and reconnect people with food, to understand where it's coming from, to get closer with it, um, and then as a result, make urban farming a lifestyle is sort of our, our greater, greater vision. Um, and so, as you said, we're trying to put vertical hydroponic farms into urban areas. Uh, at the moment, mainly uh, offices, co-working spaces and sort of you know, residential apartment buildings. Uh, and the aim is that it's, it's an amenity effectively for that building and for that community. So uh, like a community plot um, that just so happens to be inside all year round uh, and give that community the ability to grow their own food, uh, participate in, in the harvesting and, and to learn about the benefits of, you know, what it is to, to, to be an urban farmer. I think that's really, really important. I mean, the whole like, concept of food security, I think is, is a big issue, obviously, with global warming and, and, and um, you know, where, where, where our vegetables come from, you know, it's obviously all mass produced and everything. I think um, to bring um, awareness closer to home, if people are, you know, just ordinary people who you know, are in a banking um, environment, you know, and, and just you can be so it's easy, isn't it? You know, you sort of get to work, you start work at eight and you finish work at six, assuming you're in the office, that is, of course. Um, you know, and you use a disconnect, isn't there, to from where our food, where we, where we see our food comes from. And, you know, often, oftentimes we might just go, oh, we'll just grab, a, grab something on the way back home in the supermarket without realising. So actually what you're doing is a really great, really great concept. Um, so is that is that what urban farming is? Is this what is that what when they refer to urban farming? 
I mean, I, th I think urban farming is, is really the ability to grow produce in an urban environment. Um, so it might have a slightly grander sort of name than, than what it really is. Uh, we would probably say that anyone growing some basil on their windowsill could be considered an urban farmer and someone who's got a giant 40 foot wall um, growing various different types of crop could also be an urban farmer. Uh, I think it's, it's um, you know, a phrase that we're trying to make a bit more, um, you know, maybe approachable and, and appealing for, for the average person. And I think that's also just a really important part of what sets us apart from maybe you know someone putting a living wall in you know into a building or growing plants is that it, sh it should be interactive and it should be educational and um you know we, we definitely want to be encouraging people to educate themselves like you say on on the benefits of growing locally on the food system and, and the benefits of doing so i think it's i love i love the idea of being like an urban farmer i've got as you can tell i've got loads of plants in my house and i know you look at the wind you know in the kitchen and it's like yeah, there's like all sorts of herbs and things. So I kind of like the idea of that I might actually get myself a pair of dungarees and a hat and, uh, you know. <laughs> you should do. We've, we've got slightly goony t-shirts actually that have in big letters on the back. Uh, this is what an urban farmer looks like. So that when we're at our client sites and, and doing our things, uh, people are very aware that it's us. And, and I guess hopefully it makes it a bit more playful and approachable. Because I think there, you know, there is, I think you've alluded to it, but I think there is this uh, connotation that people will try and grow their own stuff and they'll just kill it and it becomes expensive and time consuming and ultimately disappointing. Um, so the more that we can help people, you know, overcome that barrier and be more comfortable with it and find some, you know, some fun um, while actually having the tools to make a bit of a difference on sustainability, health and well-being, um, then, yeah, then we'll be doing very well. We'll be happy. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, I, I think actually, it also, I'm just thinking about it. If I was in one of these like sort of uh, places where you've installed one, I would definitely collar you <laughs> while you're <laughs> while you're fiddling around with the plants and say, "Look, you know, my basil on the window so is doing this. What can I do?" So actually, there's a, there's obviously a sort of a double win-win. Um, I mean, obviously, we're going to sort of show us an example. I think you've got a video as well. You were going to show us um, and sort of you know how it's easy to install and and also. But can you describe maybe what plants that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, it would be when we talk about this, it's very nice to think and to believe that you can grow everything and that actually hydroponics and vertical farming currently could could completely substitute traditional farming. And that's it's not really the case. Um, you can grow a huge variety of things, um, uh, but it's just a little bit harder and, and the technology is not not quite that not quite there yet, really. So we grow 40 varieties, basically, um, of, of leafy greens and herbs. Um, so that could be anything from, you know, lettuce and um, spinach, chard, kale, um, you know, a, a lot within those families. And then effectively every herb that you could think of, um, basil, parsley, coriander, uh, sage, thyme, et cetera, et cetera, rosemary. Um, and we, yeah, we, we got very good at growing a lot of our core sort of staples. Um, we know that we can grow them, have a number of harvests and then replace the, the plant. We tend to try and grow things that are, you can cut and grow back um, just because it makes them more interactive uh, and, and slightly easier to manage. Um, but we also have a little bit of a, we, we want it to be interactive, like we said. So we want the client to be able to dictate to a certain extent what they're growing. So, you know, we've got one client, for example, um, who's a co-working space who have said that everyone loves drinking mint tea so could we have a couple of farm stands just purely of mint uh, which we've gone and done so it's not just you know what we want we, we want the client to be able to uh yeah have, have a bit of control as well 
That's that's a great idea. I like the idea of having like um you know so sort of pick your own mint tea. I think that's exactly yeah. yeah. <laughs> I when I when I was used to work in Paris quite a while away, and there was um the the institute um the the Arab Institute was opposite um uh, Montmartre. Obviously, it's obviously not not there now. Um, that's why Montmartre, Notre Dame, and um, and I used to go up there to have mint tea. So I, it would have been amazing to have kind of had somewhere like that. You could just pick the mint and say, right, I just need to make me some out of this, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's a lovely idea. My, actually, my grandmother had a cut, cut, cut and come again lettuce. It was literally this lettuce lasted I don't know how many how many <laughs> how many seasons, but it was still there. <laughs> we were still eating this lettuce. So, um, what kind of places have you uh, have you installed um, one of your farms? So we've we've effectively got three main verticals, if you will, uh, that we're focusing on at the moment. Um, so that's corporate offices. Um, so a couple of our clients would be Vodafone and Mindful Chef, for example. Um, and then co-working spaces. Uh, so, yeah, I think everyone's very familiar with, with what co-working yes. spaces are. Um, and then also sort of residential apartment buildings. Um, so I think in the long run, we would love to be able to deliver, a, you know, a product and a, and a service to go alongside that could, that could be to grow at home as well. And we do have a couple of clients that have, have bought uh, sort of vertical external walls from us. But um, yeah, for now, we're just trying to be super focused and make sure we can deliver a fantastic experience for, for those three main client types. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. I was just thinking if you're in a co-working space, having something like what you install is a, is a great thing because it, it gets people talking, doesn't it? It kind of gets that whole networking, you know, while you're while you're there looking at the plants or picking the leaves for your salad or, or for your sandwich or whatever it is, you know. Absolutely. It should it should be a community building amenity. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think it's a really great idea. It'd be nice to get them in uh, actually into healthcare. I was just thinking, you know, into um, the, you know, like the, the the restaurants and the the waiting rooms, or you know, not not the, but you know, where they where you're sitting having a cup of tea, or you're getting a, or you know, if, if people are in there long term, even you know, what a lovely thing, you know, to to kind of pick pick your salad for lunch instead of yeah, exactly. And we we sort of think there's there's no end actually to yeah. the the places where they could be because I think everyone. Yeah. honestly you should see how people react to it when they see it they, they just love it. it it is like plants or like a living wall but when people know that it's actually growing and they've seen it go from a tiny seedling to a mature plant over the space of three to four weeks it's, it's really quite you know they're quite amazed by it in a literal sense um and so i think it does have that that uh compelling impact on people so i think something like hospital you know absolutely but it could also be experiential for you know in, in bars or in hotels or um yeah i think there's lots of applications that hopefully in the future we'll get to explore really nice idea um and the video you're going to show us can you tell us about what what the, what the video is perfect so i've got a couple of videos here for you actually now so this first one is just a bit of a um up close of one of our farms in vodafone um so this is one of our farm stands and this is our farm wall in the background oh that's really um, cool that's really cool zoom in here and get nice and close on the colors um but yeah so they're, they're the two form factors that we um that we tend to have this is also the vodafone farm um but it is with a load of the community community there and actually this was a this is really great basically it was a, a big team that had been split across covid so they hadn't been together for a very long time Uh, and they actually hadn't seen the farm so they came around and we did basically a harvesting event for them across the afternoon with various different team members Um, and what we do when we run a harvest is we have you know as you can see our urban farmer t-shirt there Um, we will run the harvest we get the participants to to get involved and to harvest what they want themselves Um, and then we'll just explain 
what urban farming is, how hydroponics work, what are the benefits of it, how to harvest the different crop, you know, properly, et cetera. Um, I think sadly at the end that cut out, but that was just, just showing the group like, exactly where to cut on a basil plant to make sure that it can grow back again. Um, so we try and make it super, yeah, educational and, um, uh, yeah, like you said, it, it should be an area where people can gather and actually, uh, build, build that community spirit. Yeah. And as if you're training people as well, how to cut like that, I mean, you're going to take that home with you, aren't you? You're going to learn how to, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's like a win-win all round. So yeah, exactly. exactly. I love the lighting. I love the lighting in, uh, in there. Is, is that for a reason? Are the, are the lights like that or is it, is it just funkiness? Um, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's a spectrum basically of light that um, plants grow particularly well under. Um, they don't actually have to be like that. It's, it's, it just tends to be the, I think actually for different parts of their life and maturity, you could have different spectrum of light um, to sort of optimize the growth. Um, but yeah, the, the purplish hue is very common among many um, yeah, vertical farms um but it's sadly not for the, fu the funky lights but this is if you can see the word relax in the background here this is actually uh vodafone zen garden so that's what they wanted to call the farm um so it actually complements sort of their intentions of this area very well which is nice um lovely but yeah great hopefully that brings it to life a little bit it does so thanks for that um really great um yeah so um obviously you've, you've shown us the uh vodafone uh, experience there but how can you I mean can you sort of talk around a little bit more maybe about how you know one of your urban farms helps people who experience it you know I mean maybe it's the senses I mean obviously smell with basil and, and things but you know is it is it absolutely the multi-sensory thing but then what does it do to them is you know what, how, do, how, do, how do people say they feel or or how do they like it yeah that's a really good question I, I, I would like to think in in a few ways actually uh, I've got four that have that come to my mind i'll try and get through them succinctly um i think i think firstly as you will be very familiar with just having plants you know and, and that element of nature in an office has been proven to help productivity make people feel more positive um you know and i think that relates to a in the workforce terms more higher productivity less absenteeism etc so you know that side of it, it it definitely helps with it i think from a from a mental health perspective you know similarly um, it does as well. And we actually, at, at, at that Vodafone farm, an employee came up to me once and said they go and meditate in front of the farm because they find it calming, which is a lovely piece of feedback. Um, mm -hmm. I think also because, like we said, that community building aspect to it, so people come and harvest together and, and take that time away from their desk, do that, which is a little bit maybe rare historically in, in office terms. It's a bit like the water cooler moment, but you're actually around a farm. Um, so that should be a benefit. And I think... The fact that you're just growing veg, you know, you could be seeing that you're taking one of your five a day home with you once a week, um, you know, which is which is very nice and obviously beneficial for your health. Mm -hmm. And then I think the sustainability impact we should definitely mention. So the fact that you can grow, you know, completely locally with less water and, and avoiding obviously all the, uh, yeah, the 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 problems with large scale agriculture. Um, so with every single bag that you take home that you're not buying, let's say from the mainstream supermarket you should be saving sort of or, or realizing a lot of benefit in that sense as well so i think there's and i'm likely to say this but there's lots of lots of benefits to, to having an urban farm yeah. yeah also they say that um and we're going to talk about, about biophilic design um but um they say also about having a dynamic view 
both greenery, a dynamic view of nature is really good. So actually, obviously living plants are great because they do change and move and, you know, hopefully the leaves won't wilt and that's not the dynamic aspect of it. Um, yeah. but, you know, seeing something grow, I think is, is vitally important. I think, you know, when you're in four walls and you're sort of stuck in an office environment, again, me back to healthcare, but if you're in a environment where, you know, maybe you're at the end of life care or something actually, and you've got life around you, that's so, that's such a, life-giving um self life-affirming um thing to surround yourself with so um i i think i'm i'm all behind what you're doing yeah. i mean sort of obviously biophilic design obviously i mean yeah you see so you you know about it as well but i mean why do you why do you think biophilic design is important particularly in office design um i mean i i i, I don't know if you've read the book Zootopia. it's a fantastic um book it's sort of about the um the history of food really and how it's you know arrived at, at this where it is today but there was a lovely point she made the author in it which is to say that in whenever there's a depiction of paradise there's always loads and loads of plants and, and nature etc so we've lived in this office life for you know for years for decades and you know traditionally there's been none of that it's just been a completely empty lean gray you know environment so uh, it seems completely ridiculous really looking back on it now that we didn't you know bring biophilia into the workplace sooner um you know now that we have there's been obviously lots of lots of studies to show that it has a positive impact and i think you know particularly in the covid environment people are now looking for ways to change the office to entice people to come back um to make it a more welcoming you know environment and a more interactive environment so uh yeah i think particularly for office space it's uh now of all times is, is very important well uh, yeah well, that's great so um but what can urban farming bring to biophilic office design i mean i have a lot of uh, workplace consultants interior designers architects that listen to this podcast what would you what advice would you give them what would you say to them uh, you know you should be including um since so like for instance what you're doing you know this urban farming you know this sort of like growing your own food type thing what 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 would what would you advise them to to do yeah sure well i i think it's um we're, we're just fortunately touching upon a lot of trends at the moment things that are very important to people health and well-being uh particularly you know mental well-being yeah. um obviously on the back of covid uh trying to get people like back to the office um uh, while occupancies are definitely still low, you know, most offices that we're working with are probably at the sort of 50-60%, um, so there's still a long way to go on that front, as well as obviously on the back of COP26 now, but you know, in general the whole sustainability move, everybody is wanting uh, you know, the tools to be able to make that little difference you know, in their life, um, and for me personally I think urban farming is just a fantastic way to do that, I'm talking specifically about sustainability here because it enables you to to be able to be growing things on a day-to-day -day basis and tending to a plot that allows you to grow and take things take produce home with you as opposed to buying it in the supermarket and just making that little difference yourself knowing that you haven't bought something that's been grown in morocco but has actually been grown literally in your office um and i think you know wider than that um it, offices all the feedback we get is that offices and sort of office designers are looking for that little bit something different um Biophilia now, or, or plants in general, thankfully are everywhere. That like you'd be remiss to find an office that doesn't have some sort of planting in it now, which is fantastic. But what we're doing is just take it to that that next level, and we're trying to make that greenery interactive, um, and hopefully the benefits are also amplified as a result. 
Yeah, great. I mean, you, you mentioned before we, we um, started recording that you're um, you're recruiting. So you obviously you're expanding. So are you are you seeing like an uptake? I mean, you, you obviously touch on it there. Obviously, people are trying to entice people back to the workplace and things. But are you finding more people? Are, you know, you've, you've, you've seen a, an, an uptake and an increase in people's um, desire to have urban farms in their offices? Vanessa, it's been incredible. Honestly, yeah. um, we get we get so many inbounds at the moment um, to the point where you know, as we're, we're basically not really doing any outbound sales at the moment because uh, there's just so much interest in it. Um, not quite sure how everyone is finding out about us still because uh, we're still very young and new. But yeah, demand is really high. We've got some fantastic brands reaching out and wanting this. So uh, and that's across you know property managers, tech companies. Uh, you know, everywhere it seems seems to have some interest in wanting to do this. So I think people are really recognising the value, which is fantastic for us. Well, I mean, I've I've met um, your other two uh, people as well when I was at Planted, and you sort of came up to me, and and you just you seem like a really nice bunch of guys actually, and, and girls as well. So I think um, I think you deserve a lot of success, and I, I wish you well. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I um, ask you the final question? Um. No, I don't think so. I think I think thank you so much for for having me. It's been um, yeah, real real pleasure to talk to you about it. Obviously, with uh, with your experience uh, across the industry and across many industries, it's it's just really great to have also someone else who's who's appreciating what we're doing and, and giving us that that boost of confidence as well. That's fantastic. Well, so the final question I ask everybody at the end of these podcasts: um, if you could brush the world with a, this magic brush of biophilia, what would it look like? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think I think going back to our founder's original, you know, view and sort of problem that he saw. I think if we could have cities that were able to be growing produce and having greenery on every single unproductive area of land, so be that rooftops or basements or vacant walls or whatever, um, I think that would be incredible. I think the city would look a very very different place. And furthermore, I guess if we could try and substitute, particularly in seasons when we are not able to grow in our own country, if we're not able to grow certain produce, if we can stop, you know, importing and having that reliance on sort of, uh, you know, this food chain and we can start growing things locally and becoming a bit more self-sufficient within cities, that would be an incredible, um, yeah, incredible result as well. But hopefully, hopefully the, the magic brush is, is realistic at some point in the future, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.